Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live and direct from sunny Southern California as uh, we check in with you guys on a daily basis. 3 o'clock on the east, 12 o'clock on the west. Brandon Whedon's going to join us, getting us ready for Thursday night football. So, too, will Cousin Sal. We'll talk some uh, Fox Bet. The lines on tonight's games, the lines on this weekend's games. We might even throw a little college football in there. We'll see if uh, if Cousin Sal wants to play. My man Pete Prisco is going to join us because we got uh, Dolphins-Jacksonville. This, 
I think tonight's game is super interesting. We'll get to it a little bit later on in the show. But let's be honest, Dolphins-Jacksonville and Bengals-Browns, that's like for a long time in my uh, college basketball announcing career, I used to do the Northwestern-Penn State game every year, like four years in a row in State College, Pennsylvania. I would do Northwestern versus Penn State back when those were the two worst teams in the Big Ten basketball-wise. And it was basically, we used to call it the two birds, one stone game, right? Yeah, everybody, every, every Big Ten team got one game on ESPN. And instead of having it Northwestern versus Michigan or Penn State versus Michigan State, you would have them just play each other. And it was usually a really competitive game. I like the coaching staffs. I got stuck in State College three different times because of weather. But that's like the Jacksonville-Miami game, like, they're usually both bad. When one's good, the other is without any question bad. Sometimes the games are interesting and closely played, but let's get them out of the way, especially for the NFL Network only games before Big Fox takes over for their Thursday night games. All right, got a lot to get to. Let's start with the Lakers who play tonight. Last night, the uh, Miami Heat behind Tyler Hero take a commanding three games to one lead. What could possibly go wrong? Asked the Denver Nuggets. But what I thought was interesting, and it's, you know, this is fascinating because we don't, when we plan this show, and Ryan Music can, can vouch for this, we were discussing this as a topic. I had no idea Cowherd led his last hour of the show with this kind of as, sort of as a topic, which is he's talking talk about how the league has become a developmental league. He's right. Now, every franchise is different. That's important. What the Lakers do as opposed to what the Spurs do, what the Heat does as opposed to what the Bucks will do, what Denver does as opposed to what the Knicks are going to try and do. Like, you, you can when you're in L.A., for example, the Clippers have been able to do this. You can, be a, you can draw free agents. You can make sign-in trades. From Lob City, where they, they drafted DeAndre Jordan, they drafted Blake Griffin, but they uh, they traded for, right? didn't they trade for Chris Paul? Or they he signed, remember, Chris Paul was going to be traded out of New Orleans. right? Because the idea is that a lot of these guys want to get to the bigger markets, to the bigger cities, and we can say that's not what it's about, but, I mean, look at Kevin Durant. He went from Oklahoma City he goes to Golden State, one of the biggest markets, obviously the best team, and now he's in New York and Brooklyn. You know, James Harden was traded, but he's traded to a major market. Russell Westbrook was traded, but he was traded to a major market. Houston is a much bigger market. But the key to this thing generally is how well do you draft? That's the thing we learned last night with Miami. Yeah, getting Andre Godala, who doesn't shoot but does all the other little things, great. Jimmy Butler, you know, he's, he's an alpha who's not necessarily an alpha scorer. So sometimes it's the best of both worlds. And, you know, between their starting point guard and, you know, Goran Dragic, and that's a team that is kind of half and half. But for the most part, you got to draft well or sign, sign undrafted free agents, develop guys. Several of my friends who are in the recruiting biz have been signed as now with NBA teams because NBA teams know the draft is going to get younger and younger. And instead of moving to one and done, we'll potentially have a none and done, have kids come straight out of high school. 
right? With the, now with the G League Select team, you're going to have guys. And if you only get a chance to see them for a short period of time, if you only get a chance to see them, you know, in the G League Select games or they go overseas or they don't play in college, they just go to prep school, you got to get somebody who's done the legwork at a young, at a lower level at a younger age. And that's why they're, they're, they're signing some of these guys to be, uh, to, to work in the front office. And then, of course, you got to hire a really good developmental coach or two or three because they are not refined prospects, which, which brings us to the Lakers tonight. That's really kind of the difference in the Lakers and everybody else. I mean, go look around the league. Go look at the Denver Nuggets. Look at their roster. Look at what they've been able to do. The Denver Nuggets have been able to draft their way there. All right. A friend of mine, Corey Evans, uh, left, uh, I think, 24-7 sports. Now he's with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City and their path, what they're going to try and do is rebuild through the draft, through young players, because they know once they get to that big contract, very few will sign and stay. And even if they will, they're only going to be great if they're surrounded by guys you drafted. Look at the Nuggets. Their best players, even their three best scores now. Gary Harris, they drafted. He's like their third best player, a third best scorer. Michael Porter Jr., who's just now coming into his zone. He's super young. They drafted him. Jokic, they drafted. Jamal Murray, they drafted. That's how you have to do it now and develop these guys and have patience and pick the right guys to stay. You're not going to hit on all of them. Now go look at the Miami Heat. Look at their roster. Take a good, strong, hard look at the Miami Heat. And sure, they missed on Justice Winslow. That's fair. But they're able to go out and fix things with undrafted free agents and with, you know, drafting somebody like a Tyler Hero. That's really kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, they, they get the veteran toughness in a Jay Crowder. You get the huge free agent in a Jimmy Butler. But, but you know, Tyler Hero gives them a ton, and then they've developed some other players around him as they continue to develop Tyler Hero. So I, I, look at, I look at the Lakers, and I think outside of Kyle Kuzma, all those guys were brought in kind of as mercenaries. And some of that is the Laker way. Right? They drafted Kobe Bryant, but they, they signed uh, Shaquille O'Neal. They drafted, it was frankly a draft day trade for Magic Johnson, but they signed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They traded for Pau Gasol. And now you look outside of Kyle Kuzma, none of those guys are homegrown. Now it doesn't make it it doesn't make it any less of a team. It makes it sometimes a greater challenge. But what you want is you want what is a style that is replicable in terms of building a championship team. And one of the things that's interesting about LeBron is he's been able to do this with a couple franchises who really have not built from within. The, the Cavs, I mean they tra- they they drafted Kyrie Irving, but they traded for Kevin Love. You know, most of the other guys they traded for or signed as free agents. This is kind of how LeBron rolls. But it, what the league has become is a league, as, as Coward put up. Coward said, it's a league of development. you got to draft well-developed guys. They're so young. I mean, even Tyler Hero is only 20 years old. That's the same age as 
some high school kids or prep school kids and, and a lot of freshmen. He's 20 years old. He goes for 37 last night. I know the guys in the front office. I know how hard they work. They missed on Justice Winslow. He was, he was okay, but they hit on this one and they've hit on others. I think it's just fascinating to watch. You know, between Bam and Tyler Hero, the Heat have actually even taken on the idea of developing players in terms of their coach, right? Eric Spolster was a video guy that they eventually allowed to rise to the ranks of being a head coach. Duncan Robinson, undrafted free agent. Bam Adebayo, they drafted. Derek Jones, they drafted. Tyler Hero, they drafted. Kendrick Nunn, I believe, was an undrafted free agent. That, that's half their team that plays. That's pretty amazing. Denver's the same way. Boston's the same way. And what that builds is cohesion. That builds a, that builds a certain kind of, you're, you're protecting the team's brand. That takes a pride in your workmanship. It doesn't mean that free agents haven't worked. Obviously, it's worked wherever LeBron's gone. It worked wherever KD is gone. And it, it worked where Kareem went. It worked, for the most part, when Shaq came to Miami. That does work, usually in bigger markets. But I will tell you that when you have three out of the four teams showing you build from within, the Lakers become the exception to the rule, not the rule. Maybe that's what the, Lake, what, what the Clippers struggle with. Is the Clippers have a bunch of pieces from a d- bunch of different places, and they try to put them together. And you look at all those pieces, and they're really nice. But are they actually a team? And the answer is, apparently not yet. Not yet. So I just, I was looking at last night and that was, we had the same thought and it's interesting and without talking to, to Cowherd, he, he was thinking the same thing watching last night. Although I will point this out. He said he was drinking a Corona last night. You know, if you like Mexican beer, nothing wrong with Corona, but I'm more of a Modelo guy or a Dos Equis guy. All right, coming up next tonight will be the beginning. I believe of a movement for change in the NFL. And no, I'm not talking about social justice change, which of course is taking over all of sports. Not that I'm talking about. I'll tell you what movement will begin tonight. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I think there's going to be a movement starting tonight. Um, you know, one of the things that we've missed in discussing some of the older starting quarterbacks in the National Football League, right? Like, what's been, who's been the most discussed older quarterback this week? Like, I would say it's Drew Brees. Is that fair? Like, last week it was Tom Brady. This week, it's Drew Brees. Well, Drew Brees is just not the same guy anymore because of his age. He can't throw the ball downfield. Second fewest air yards per attempt. Last week, it was Tom Brady. Maybe he's only 43 years. Maybe he's 43 years old. Age isn't a number. He's aging before our eyes. Like we do have this thing to where we're focused on them. Who are the other older quarterbacks? You got Ben Roethlisberger. 
right? You got Phillip Rivers. There's a 37-year-old starting quarterback. And if we all agree that once you get into your mid-30s, you're going to see some sort of slippage. Late 30s, you're going to see kind of a slide. You get to 40, most guys don't make it past 40. Brady, obviously, the exception. Warren Moon was a little bit of an exception. Ramos, do you have any idea who the other older quarterbacks are in the National Football League? Yeah, I, I give you, I, I'll give you a, a couple. Okay, you got Brady, you got Breeze, you got Philip Rivers, you got Ben Roethlisberger. Who else is late thirties? Uh, Kurt, no, Kirk Cousins. No. Okay, he's still young. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Daniel Jones in New York. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of just thinking in my head. I'm not. Those aren't the answers I'm giving. Oh, okay. Um. I mean, Sam Darnold's not. Lamar Jackson's no. not. Right? Bengals have have uh, Burrow. Have Joe Burrow. Cleveland has Baker Mayfield. Right. Jacksonville, second year starting quarterback. Houston, Deshaun Watson. Kansas City has has Pat Mahomes. How about, Vegas has. has how about Conrad. Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh? I, I said Roethlisberger. Oh, okay. He's, he's he's part of that aging class. Right. Alex Smith is trying to fight his way back in. He's in his early thirties. Uh, Dak isn't. Carson Wentz isn't. Obviously, people have talked about Aaron Rodgers, who's 35 or 36. Yeah. He's a 37, 37-year-old quarterback nobody's paying attention to, that his play has started to slide. And I think tonight, there'll be a movement because of it. Ryan Fitzpatrick. 30th in passer rating, two touchdowns, three interceptions, 24th in yards per attempt. Right? And and the whole idea was, you know, Tua's not ready physically. Tua's not, we don't want to get him hurt again. You know, this isn't a year where Miami thought they, but they're 0-2. You work your way to 0-3 and use the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you start to go like, okay, what, what are we doing here? Because right? the next game, Seattle, then they go on the road to San Francisco, which actually looks winnable. Denver, different. Then Chargers, Rams, like they don't have a crazy schedule. But, but it's, everyone's forgot, in addition to Ryan Fitzpatrick never being a great quarterback and just being one of those, Perfect backups who can be a spot starter, especially for a younger quarterback. Now he's become a little bit too old to even do that. I propose to you that, especially if he doesn't play well tonight against a defense which doesn't have big name brands, but is actually better than you think. I think there'll be a little bit of a, there'll be a movement there in Miami. What do we we tanked for Tua? Let's see Tua. It is crazy how long he's been in the league, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he, his first year starting was in Cincinnati in 2008. Then he went to Buffalo. Remember, he got the big contract in Buffalo. He's had one season in which they finished above 500 with him as a starter. That was his first year with the New York Jets, 2015. He is what he is. He's the consummate backup who can be a spot starter. Uh, he'll throw you 20 touchdowns. He'll throw 15 or so interceptions. And now when his skill set starts to fade, those numbers get worse. It becomes about a one-to-one. We're going to have a, it's time time for Tua sort of movement begin tonight. You mark my words. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Speaking of former baseball players, my man Brandon Whedon was in the Yankees organization, then worked his way to football. All he did was uh, lead Oklahoma State to a Fiesta Bowl win. And then be a first-round draft pick of the Browns, started as a rookie, then started with the Cowboys and with the Texans. Joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Brandon, let's let's begin with Dak Prescott. Um, I was I was I couldn't be more effusive in my praise of him. And I've been a, a guy who's been 
I think reasonable about Dak. I don't want to say a hater. Just I don't think he's a superstar. If he was a superstar, he wouldn't he wouldn't have such a struggle against the 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 quality teams. Mediocre Falcons defense, fine, but you don't have your bookend tackles. You're down 19 points. You put together arguably the greatest game at quarterback in the history of the Cowboys. Like I was really impressed. As a guy who's played that position for that team, what what changed with Dak after they trailed uh, by 19 points? I, I'm, I'm on the same page. I've, I was the same guy that said, you know, I think he needs to play this year and earn it, you know, to get that long-term term deal. But, I mean, if he plays like that, you know, week in and week out, I mean, he deserves it. That was that was one of the best games, if not the best game I've seen him play. And like you said, without, in my opinion, Tyron Smith is special. I mean, we, we've all talked to him. We've all seen what their record is without him playing left tackle. Um, you know, and them to do that, I mean, yeah, they put themselves in the hole. They turned the ball over, and you know probably better than I do. There's no way it's ever happened to be able to turn the ball over three or four times and, and not force any turnovers and give up 39 points and still find a way to win. I mean, that's just this, this is B, this is the stat. Okay, Brandon Whedon, our guest. The Falcons are the first team to score 39 points, not turn the football over and lose in NFL history. Never I, I believe it. I mean, you know, it's, it's obvious, but the turnover margin, you know, if you, if you lose a turnover margin by three and, you know, you give up 30 points, I mean, you deserve to lose, right? I mean, you know, Atlanta's just – They've been kind of notorious to find ways to lose games, you know, dating back to the Super Bowl, obviously. But, no, I, you know, Dak, going back to him, I mean, I think he, you know, he put the team on his back. Without those guys there, I, I've been there. I've, I've been without starting tackles, you know, been without multiple starting offensive linemen in general. It's not a good feeling. I mean, it's not a good feeling. You know you have to play your best, and, and he did, man. He, uh, he played great. Uh, just a good team win. I, you know, I think they needed that. They go down, they go down their 0-2 to start the year. I mean, it's going to be – you know, the media is going to just going to rip them apart. So, you know, they found a way to get a win and, you know, him personally, he needed that. That was, that was a big win for Dak. And I think he kind of proved that, you know, he's, he's on his way to getting that next deal. I've, I've, I've always been a fan of, of Russell Wilson. I was one to propose that he should win the MVP going back to last year, but I did not know he had this in him. Did you? Um, I think in the last couple of years, I've kind of seen what he can do. You know, when I, when he first came in the league, he got very, you know, not lucky, but he was very fortunate to have probably the best running back in the ball at the time, one of the top running backs, definitely had one of the best defenses. So they didn't ask him to do a whole lot. Well, now, I mean, they're just putting the entire team on his back, and he's, he's I mean, I know it's one thing only play two games, but, I mean, he's he's playing like an MVP. And, you know, I would say in the last few years, he's, he's – uh, Kind of been deserved to be in talk, you know, in talks with those other guys that want it. But now, I mean, Russell Wilson. Uh, we've, we've had me and you've had this discussion before. Uh, probably the best deep ball thrower in the NFL. Um, but God, man, he just he just makes it look so daggum easy. You know, he, he just makes everything look easy. The game seems like it's, it's just going in slow motion for him, and that's that's saying something at that level. I mean, these guys, you know, it's fast, and, and he just he. You know, when he even when he runs, you know, you never see him take a big hit. He runs the ball smart. He gets rid of the football on time. Um, he's just he's playing the high level, man. If he keeps doing this, I mean, the Seahawks, you know, kind of going from a team that no one really knew what they were going to be. They got a chance to be pretty good just solely because of him playing at a high level. Now, one of the things he will do though, he'll take those big negative plays instead of throwing <laughs> the ball away to help his help his percentage. Uh, it's like one of those things that quarterbacks talk about all the time, which is like. There are ways in which you can avoid the negative stats, and the way in which he does is he'll just occasionally he'll just eat a ball instead of. Whereas Aaron Rodgers doesn't care as much; he'll dirt a ball, and so his completion percentage isn't nearly as good. 
Um, how much of that kind of in the industry of quarterback takes away from the numbers he's putting up? Yeah, you to, those hidden completions or hidden incompletions, I guess, if you will. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot being said. I mean, you see it when you watch tape or you watch these games. I mean, you, you kind of know what, you know, especially for quarterbacks, you know, he's 24, 28 or 24, 30. He's like, man, you know, you throw three or four of those away and your numbers don't look as good and, you know, the whole deal. So, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a huge deal, but I mean, he does. He, he takes some sacks. He probably shouldn't. You know, Deshaun does the same thing, but, um, you know, guys like that, that that are known for taking, you know, maybe a couple more sacks than the next guy. But, you know, as a coach, they have to say, you know what, I'll, I'll give up those sacks for the big plays they make on the other side. You know, if you, if you can trade two sacks for two explosive plays, I think any coach in, in the NFL will take that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he takes more maybe than he should, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I, I don't think the coach would really give him. Yeah, give we're, 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 talk, we're talking about what this is. Like a, a a mole on a supermodel, right? Like we'll, right. we'll till yeah. still kind of a, a supermodel. Um, yeah, still good looking. <laughs> long term, Gardner Minshew. Like there's Trevor Lawrence sitting out there. Everybody thinks they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Meanwhile, Gardner Minshew is pretty good quarterback. Can he be a long term solution there? Yeah, I, I'll be. I want to see more. Um, I mean, yeah, he's done some, some some really good things, especially this year. I mean, he's played he's played at a very high level. Um, I think he's got the moxie to do it. Um, I think he's going to be one of those guys that needs, you know, some weapons around him. You know, can he sustain it, you know, once he continues to get, you know, as many games maybe throughout the year on tape and, you know, you start finding some deficiencies as far as maybe in protection or some things that may confuse him. But, I mean, the guy's playing at a high level. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of his. I, you know, he played under Leach at Washington State, and he's slung it all the yards. So coming from that system in college, I watched him play a little bit. When he was in college, and I liked him back then, I thought he was a I thought he was a pretty good talent, uh, you know, arm talent. He can spin it. I think he's got got a pretty high ceiling. I think he can be the answer. I mean, do I think he's going to go on and be a Hall of Fame quarterback? Probably not, but I think he's he's got a chance playing the league for a long time just because he's got that moxie that uh, you really can't teach. And you know, a guy with a mustache like that, he deserves to play for a long time. Okay, speaking of mustache, mustache and beard is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just pointed out, like, look, he's not playing great. He's kind of always been a, a guy who people figure out as the year goes on. And then you factor in, like, I don't know how many people know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's 37 years old, right? So if, if you have normal decline when you get in your mid to late 30s, as any human being does, especially a quarterback, then you factor in he wasn't that great to begin with. Do you, if they lose tonight, does it become time for Tua? Um, not, maybe not yet. I, I was, and I think we had this conversation before, I think, I think this is a perfect situation for Tua. He's not expected to come in week one and go play, and you know, with a team that's kind of borderline good. You know, they're they're not there yet as a team. So you know, you're not asking your rookie quarterback who you have, you know, who you hope is the franchise guy to come in and you know, kind of get him a little rattled early on. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's played a long time in the league. He's kind of the same way. He'll make those splash plays, those 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 big you know chunk type plays, explosives. And then he'll make some, you know, boneheaded plays. He's just a gunslinger. That, that's just part of it. But, I, you know, not yet. I mean, I, I think if, you know, then now if they lose the next three or four, yeah, maybe. Because then I think Tua's, Tua's had time to kind of get his feet wet. He's in a routine now. He kind of understands what it takes to go from Monday to Sunday to get ready preparation-wise, studying-wise. I know it doesn't sound like much, but that's that's a huge deal. You know, learning how to just maneuver throughout the week uh, to get ready to play on Sunday. So, no, I mean, not yet. I, I think I think if, if they start and they're struggling, say week seven, week eight, then yeah, I think it's time to, to see two and, and see what he can do. All right, let me pick your brain a little bit on some, some college stuff. Uh, <laughs> you've seen Oklahoma play once. They take on Kansas State, of course, lost their home opener. They got a new quarterback, great name, Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, how good is he? 
he is talented. I mean, I, you know, I only watched the first half, which is all, all he played against Missouri State week one, but uh, I hate to even make the comparison. I mean, because he's not even close to being there yet. But the way he throws the football, kind of just flinging it like he does, I mean, there's a little bit of Mahomes there, you know, and, and, and I, I, like I said, he's not on Patrick Mahomes' level. I'm not saying that, but he's, you can tell why, why Lincoln Riley and, and everybody in Oklahoma is raving about the guy because, you know, the talent's there. You know, it, we'll see what happens when he starts playing better competition. I think you could probably go out and beat Missouri State right now. They're, you know, not, not the competition you, you know, they're expecting you know, when you get in the Big 12 play, obviously. So we'll see. I, like I said, I, I think, I think he's there. I think the talent's there. Um, but like I said, we'll see. He, he definitely definitely can spin it. I mean, that throw he made kind of off his back foot, just kind of swinging at 50-some-odd yards for the touchdown, that was that was pretty big-time throw. So, yeah, we'll see. And like I said, I, the jury's still out. When, when you're playing, I and mean, we're watching Trevor Lawrence play, obviously they're up 49 nothing at half, didn't score mm-hmm. another point, he didn't play in the, in the second half. When you're playing and you're going to be a first-round draft pick, do you think about that at all when you're playing, when you think back to your last year at Oklahoma State? No, no, absolutely not. I mean – you know, the only time you even think about it is when you get asked the questions or you're, you know, you turn on the TV. Um, no, I, you know, you can't because if you do, one, you'll probably get hurt or you dang sure won't play very well. So, no, I, you know, guys like that, I mean, everything goes as, as planned. He's going to be the first pick overall, and rightfully so. He's probably the most talented quarterback in the league, and he's, you know, in my opinion, kind of an Andrew Luck type guy as far as a I can't miss prospect. So, um, no, you don't think about it. I mean, you can't. I mean, you came back to school for a reason. That's to play football. Um, the guy at our school, Chuba Hubbard, I think he's thinking about it. You know, the way he ran the football the other day, you could tell he was tiptoeing through there and it was like he's worried about his future, whereas I don't think Trevor Lawrence is, is going to be worried about it. Brandon, great stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, enjoy the football this weekend. Obviously, we'll see if Oklahoma State's better than they were last weekend. Had to, had to turn to a third-string quarterback. You've been there before, and sometimes you, that's the, you find the diamond in the rough. He throws it better than all of them, man. He's he's a big kid. He can swing it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully get some more opportunities. We'll see. Yeah, Shane, Shane Illingworth, a kid from uh, out in Norco in uh, the IE in in Southern California. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us, dude. You got it, buddy. We'll see. All right, the pleasure is all mine. Guess who's playing quarterback like an NBA power forward? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
as someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden thinks is a power forward playing quarterback. And before we answer, Gruden himself, Doug, wants to give you some words of encouragement leading into your answer. You got to know one thing, man. This is the last shot right here. You know what I'm saying? And you're either going to explode onto the scene or you're just going to be like a one of them deals. You know what I'm saying? Some tough love for the coach. All right. Who does he think is a power forward playing quarterback? Tim Newton. Yeah. All right. The motivation paid off. You're one for one. He didn't want to be a, you know, nobody no. wants to be a, you know, I don't want to be a, you want to be a, uh, uh, sorry. No, no worries. No, that was real. That was actually, I'm actually apologizing. Oh. Excuse me. Don't come in the studio. Yeah. No, no worries. I'm 
Glad I'm two studios away. Guess who in the National Football League has not been tackled since November of 2019? And I'll save you a guess. The answer is not anybody playing the Jets. Uh, November of 2019. Has it finally happened? America, have we finally stumped? Well, no, it has to be somebody who got... uh, Oh, ooh, ooh. uh. Uh, You got that syllable right. Work the syllable, Doug. Work the syllable. Ooh? Uh, ooh. Uh, Yes. Keep going. Uh, You got two of the syllables. I'm not kidding. Two a tongue of violence. Yes. (laughs) Boy. Wow, that was good. Talk about pulling it out of the fire. Very nice. All right, Doug, guess who is currently second in the NFL in PBR? Sorry. Guess who is second in the NFL in QBR? In QBR, uh, I get confused between quarter, QBR and what's the other? What's the other? Uh, I thought QBR and quarterback rating was the same thing, but I think no, it's, it's passer rating and quarterback rating. All right, right. Total quarter, yeah, total quarterback rating. Just when I started to get used to the passer rating deal. So so who? Uh, um, QBR. Do you say second? Second. Russell Wilson. Hey, get out there and press. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Uh, he was, was trying to give you a hint answer? that he often faces press coverage. It is not Russell Wilson. I'll give you a hint. AFC East. AFC East. AFC East. Uh, Josh Allen. Yes. You know what? Yeah. You know what's interesting? I had a Freudian slip. I just I just realized I accidentally at first said total PBR instead of. Uh, QBR. I wonder who in the NFL would drinks be second PBR? in PBR, right? In drinks, drinks. Oh, it's got to be a lineman with PBR. Paps, Paps Blue Ribbon. Paps Blue Ribbon. Okay. I'll give you that because Gronk's got to be first. So that, Roger that. basically leaves every, everything else to second. All right. Guess who believes the matchup between the Ravens and the Chiefs, between the two reigning MVPs, is just another game? Can't be somebody who works in television. Um, That's got to be... Uh, Andy Reid? Nope. Pat Mahomes? Nope. John Harbaugh? Nope. Lamar Jackson? Yeah. I'll give it to you. Fourth time was a charm. All right, let's see if we can squeeze in a couple more here. All right, uh, guess who in the NFL already has fans organizing a protest to have the head coach fired? Uh, It's got to be the Jets. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, I'm surprised it took him this long. Well, I mean, they're just not playing. Like, they're not good. We talked about this before, but, like, the Jaguars aren't good, but they're playing for Doug Marone. Right. They're not playing for Adam Gase. They're not yeah. as bad as they're playing. How, how long did they let it go? I know we're not playing psychic today, but how long did they let it go? Um, not much. I mean, it just yeah. it depends on how bad it gets, and it's right now it's really, really bad. Yeah. I'll have more on Sam Darnold here later on the show. All right, and finally, guess who described their game four performance as unacceptable? Game four performance, unacceptable. The Lakers. No. Uh, Player. A player, not a team. Oh, LeBron James. No. Unacceptable. Rondo. No. He used to play for the team that this player said. Used to play for the team that this player said. Used to play for this team that said. Used to play for the Lakers. Now he doesn't play for the Lakers anymore. 
No, the the person in question yeah. plays for a team that Rondo used to play for. Oh, Lonzo Ball? Nope. I don't know. Jason yeah. Tatum. Yeah. I wasn't aggressive enough. I didn't score in the first half. That's unacceptable, so I knew I had to play better, and that's what I tried. Yeah, I know. He was bad in the first half. I, 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 was, I was thinking I was so focused on the Laker game, I completely forgot you were talking about a different game. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, we got a treat upcoming for you. Cousin Sal is going to join us. What a what a f- interesting, fantastic career he's had. I got, I got some personal questions stuff to ask him. Got some betting stuff. He's going to preview tonight's games, the best three of of week three. So, um, I, look, I thoroughly enjoyed last night's NBA game, but it is weird. Like there are so many sporting events. I almost feel like we should have like one day be a moratorium day. Like one day, let's let's do no sports today, so we all catch our breath. <sighs> Right? Because now we have Lakers and Thursday night football, and then we just kind of keep going. Hamster on a wheel. Apparently, Stanley Cup finals are going on right now. I, I, Honest to God, I'm not making fun of hockey guy. I just only have so much bandwidth. You know, it's like when, it's like when you open up your computer and the disc is nearly full. That's what I feel like when I'm watching sports. I watched a bunch of sports last night, and I forgot the hockey was on. All right, uh, we'll get you ready for tonight's Thursday night football game. Tonight's NBA game and the be- the best games to bet week three. Cousin Sal joins us next on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.